So, Harry. Yeah. In this film that we're about to discuss, mm -hmm. Jennifer Grey famously introduces herself to Patrick Swayze with the profoundly unsexy line, mm -hmm. I carried a watermelon. <laughs> Can you top that? What is your most embarrassing introductory line to somebody that you fancied? Okay, okay. I mean, it's not somebody that I fancied. Okay. Not, I've, I've not got a story for that. Okay. I'm, I'm sure there have been some ridiculous lines on, along the years. Mm -hmm. um, the only one I can think of right now, uh, which is in more of a workplace setting, I don't okay. fancy this person in any way. All right. So you, <laughs> you've made that clear. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started this job in a family-run business, mm -hmm. and I was told about the chairman and just assumed for whatever reason that he was a guy in his 30s. Right. And I was told that he had a son. Okay. And then the son walks in, turns out he's the MD. Right. And when, I, when I'm when i introduced to him, I'm like, oh, you're not four. <laughs> <laughs> Before any kind of hello or anything like that. <laughs> it didn't go very well. We have oh. a weird relationship now. Oh, well. <laughs> That's when you start, you start on a bad foot. There's a, sometimes there's just no way to pull it back. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Dirty Dancing. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most left feet. That is true, you can't dance. Yeah. Cannot dance. And joining me as always, the host with the most moves, is John Lucas. Like Jagger, baby. <laughs> <laughs> actually no he's like 90 actually maybe that, that is realistic i reckon mm. he's still got it i don't know uh so dirty dancing dirty dancing yes what do you think you like it i did yeah I, this was my famously my first time watching this film yeah these 80s which I, which I really wanted to get in so like it was on man louise's honeymoon recently mm -hmm. that it was revealed to me that you hadn't seen it because i carried a watermelon on our honeymoon oh i i, I carried it to the beach Oh, yeah, and I remember then, Louise sent me the photo. Yeah, yeah Louise, Louise sent because she was just so in love with me that she was like, oh, my God, you look so sexy right now. Let me <laughs> take a photo with you with that watermelon. John will love this. Mm -hmm. And then it just flew right over your head because you were like, why has he got a watermelon? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to do this movie before we wrap up. I, can't, <laughs> I cannot let this podcast go without doing this film that John hasn't seen. If you had seen it, this wouldn't be so high on my list. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm... I, I'm glad you made me watch it because this uh, this one was surprising to me. These, yeah. these 80s dance <laughs> classics are a lot more like dark than I would what, have expected. What, what were you expecting? What, if was, you what would, was surprising about this? So if you had asked me beforehand to describe the plot of this movie, what I thought it was going to be, yeah, I think I would have probably got some bits quite right, but mm -hmm. other bits I would have been way off. I probably would have guessed there was a talent show involved. Sure. And it's not really it's not really a talent show. It's not like a competition or anything. It's yeah. more like... I think I would have assumed that there was a more competitive element. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more like Strictly Ballroom or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, I would have assumed that Jennifer Grey is this kind of novice dancer, which is yep. true. Patrick Swayze's teaching her. The former yep. partnership, obviously, are going to end in romance. Mm -hmm. so what I wouldn't have predicted is that it's all built around a much darker plot where she's paying for this woman she's just met to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. 
I would not have expected it to get that real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, remember when Flashdance, not Flashdance, remember Footloose. Flashdance. I keep going to get those mixed up. Remember when Footloose had that subplot with the love interest who was like, had weird PTSD and a death wish. Remember when she's like standing on the there two cars they, and she, oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, keeps jumping it. in front of yep. trains and stuff. And Wait, That's one of those films that's just gone right out the other end. Yeah, 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 just I came and it went, yeah, <laughs> in and out, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once again, it, it, I, I was not expecting this film to be as kind of, it's weird, it's kind of, it's very cheesy and it's very soapy, but it's also kind of quite thoughtful and it mm-hmm. has like more to it than I would have anticipated, so. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it and it was also very, very silly in places and it made me laugh. So. Yes, it, good, I'm glad that's what I really wanted. Yeah, it's so uh, campy and soapy and over the top in many ways mm-hmm. but it's also very very watchable mm. it's a very it's a very easy watch yeah you know? so yeah, i'm glad yeah. i finally got it out of my system so. good yeah uh, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it and you didn't go in the direction of harry this is the most sexist film i've ever seen in my life is that what you thought i was gonna do i don't know maybe i've heard the Someti- one time sometimes with, you surprise me one time I thought, with I thought connor was gonna be an absolute like like a 10 out of 10 but no i liked connor and i thought it was super racist those two things can Coexist. Well, you're wrong, John. All right, fine. Well, um, but this was great. This is a good film. Yeah, I, it's it is one that I feel like I should have seen before. I, an ex housemate of mine used to have a theory that any woman who hit puberty between the years of 1987 and 1992, this film was their sexual awakening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't confirm whether that's true or not, but I can imagine it because another thing that this film this film is obviously super super popular mm. like and it is very popular with women mm-hmm. um it's been called i mean i don't want to draw you know gender you know i don't make sweeping statements i'm sure there's loads of men who like it too i'm sure there's loads of women who hate this film but uh, it has been described also as star wars for girls <laughs> <laughs> like in the sense of like the immense popularity of this film <laughs> okay yeah. star wars for girls right yeah. okay uh, that's interesting yeah um yeah now cool i think this is one of the all-time like top five cinema romances mm-hmm. wow strong words of, of, so. like, of, of couples i mean so like kate and leo number one yeah clearly and then a few of us and this yeah yeah wow. okay yeah it, it, they have great chemistry they absolutely do they really do have very good chemistry and i think that really sells a lot of the film because i don't because a lot of the film is just literally watching them dance and rehearse. Mm. Like there's a lot of this film. It's just very long scenes with not a lot happening. It's a lot of montages. It's a lot of, mon- a lot a, of at least, montages. At least a third this. of this film is montage based for sure. Yeah. yeah. With a great soundtrack on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which just help, which helps everything along. Well, yeah. I mean, again, the soundtrack sold millions. It, it's mm. one of the best selling soundtracks of all time. It's one of the best selling DVDs, v- VHS. It was the first, I think, VHS to sell a million copies in America. So it's like, it, it's just one of those films. It's just, mm. yeah. Everybody owns this film in yeah. some shape or form. So, yeah. 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 You know what I like about a soundtrack like this yeah. compared to something like Titanic? Uh-huh. You don't just got it for the one song. It's it's the whole thing, yeah. It's yeah. from start like, to finish. Like, yeah. sure, it's got uh, the most famous song from it. Yeah. But it's also got just loads of other great bangers that I just, whenever I watch this film, I just keep forgetting like, oh, it's got Hungry Eyes in it. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Oh, no, yeah, it is start to finish. It's, it's just, yeah, bangers. But it's... Somewhat questionable because the film is set in 1963. Yes. And a lot of the time they're just dancing to 80s music. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it seems a little progressive, a little modern, but again, you don't really need to dwell on that too much. No, so, no. Yeah. Well, like it's, uh, there's not many instances where somebody puts on the track. Yeah. They're not really diegetic necessarily, mm. but they are definitely dancing to Hungry Eyes and they are definitely dancing to I've Had the Time of My Life. That- like they're lip syncing to Out of My Life. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's that great lip sync. 
Oh, the other lip sync, that's more to a more 60s song, though. That's that's yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did, did they put on Hungry Eyes, or was that the one in the background? It was on the background, but Wait, it was felt that, like they were dancing that, to it. Yes, was, was that in the dance thing where there was the woman there as well yeah it's the training montage yeah that one that that one definitely wasn't because like they went over and like they they paused the music and stuff but hungry eyes carried on playing yeah yeah yeah. so there's some little no i get it it's just it's just what what era is this film really set in that that was my only question it was like the 60s 60s thing felt like it kind of came and went it's it's a common confusion in this film very much so yeah Yeah. because again i didn't think this film would be set in the 60s i just thought the film was like pure 80s to Mm. you know to a t yeah and it is in it is like a quintessential eighties movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it must I wonder what it was like coming out at the time because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the eighties being a fashionable decade wasn't a thing in the eighties. Yeah, it, was, it just was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I wonder. Wonder. Well, what would it be like now? It'd be like now something being set in the noughties. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but to like, you know, Billie Eilish or something. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I don't, I think you don't really know that. If, which, I mean, which to be fair, doesn't actually sound that ridiculous because it's not, doesn't feel like that long ago. No, but like, what did we do last week that had, uh, that I said was very like. Jennifer's body. Yeah. And that, that, that to me feels very retro from like, mm. that has a very specific 2000s vibe. You yeah. know, like the way they would, they all dress like pop punks and emos and Avril Lavigne kind of style yeah, yeah. and Fall Out Boy style. So I think maybe you don't know until you get a bit of distance from it. Mm. You know, a film, this one was super popular when it came out. It was a massive smash. It wasn't like a cult favorite, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's own, only grown with time. And then you can look at it as like, oh, it's not just a popular movie. It's an eighties movie. Yeah. It's like the def- definition of an eighties movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we won't know until like 10 years from now, we'll look back and go, oh, that was the film. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this, and I I reckon that I could watch this again tonight. Tonight, really? Wow. Yeah, like it's just that good a film, and it's just yeah. really fun as it well. It goes down and super smooth, and it's, and it's short. It's, it's, it's short, and it's it's really well paced. Like a lot happens in it. Yeah. You get to a lot of different storylines that mm-hmm. have a lot of detail to them, and the whole film is only an hour forty. Yeah, which is great. I agree. This could so easily be a two and a half hour movie and we'd watch it and be like, oh, this could be, you know, half an hour shorter. Yeah. But then it's still two hours. <laughs> yeah. No, it zips along nicely. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really good directorial choices in this film. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who directed it, but I know that he also directed Sister Act. So that is a great, right. that is a great batting average. Yeah. Uh, he was a gay man and he unfortunately died of AIDS in the 90s. So he didn't do much, didn't have an opportunity to do much after that. But yeah, that's sure. a good, mm. that's a good old batting average there. Mm-hmm. But one of the, I was reading up a little bit about the trivia behind this film. A lot of the best scenes in the film were kind of filmed as outtakes. Right. Like the scene where the two of them are rehearsing and they're trying to get inside the pose and she keeps like corpsing, she keeps laughing and he's kind of rolling his eyes and getting annoyed. Oh, what, where he's like uh, slowly... He keeps but, brushing her armpit and it, make, it makes yeah, her laugh, yeah. yeah. That, that's not them acting, that is them rehearsing and that is Patrick Swayze getting annoyed at I Jennifer Grey. I was really Gray. wondering yeah. about yeah. that. I yeah. was really wondering, because like, what if she's actually just ticklish in the armpit? No, she was, it was a complete outtake. And also... Because <laughs> like, like, the face that he gives as well, he's got such frustration on his face and it yeah. works so well. I was like, this could be the best acting in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and realistically, <laughs> Patrick Swayze is not that good of an actor. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was really smart to keep that in. And also the scene when they were lip syncing to the so 60s. it just comes back later when like, it's just one of those things that just gets called back at the very end when they're on stage and they're doing the dance and it yeah. starts with that. And it's like, oh, they did that earlier in the movie. Yeah. Oh, they did that bit earlier in the movie. Oh, now they're doing the lift. Yay. It's just. Yeah, a- no, it's, it's really rewarding because it, yeah. calls, it, it calls back to all these moments. But yeah, there's, there's also the scene when they're lip syncing to the 60s song and that was just the two actors messing around. They were like, hey, wait, that, that really works. Let's keep this in. What so. a flawless lip sync. I know, right? So, 
I think there's lots of moments in the rehearsal stuff that's just they were just had the camera rolling and they just kept going with it and yeah. it captured these really natural moments and I think that's why the chemistry between the two of them is so good because it just mm. feels like two people just hanging out and having fun and learning and mm-hmm. and it also reflected that Patrick Swayze was a trained dancer. Yeah. Like, he was a very, very good dancer. And Jennifer Grey was kind of not. Like she wasn't, obviously she, she could dance. She was very good, but she got very good. Mm. But she didn't come in with a huge amount of experience. And so Patrick Swayze was really training her. And mm. so it all kind of felt very authentic because it was. So. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think all of that just makes it super watchable. I was wondering that too, because I always think about this when you see a movie where someone like learns to sing or something. And at the mm. start of the movie, they cannot sing for life and by the end they can. And I always think, Okay, so were they a really good singer just going into it? Is that mm. a condition of how they how, how they had to do it? And so they had to sing out of tune, even though they could sing in tune. Because I reckon that's probably really hard. I think that is hard I, for a good I, for a good for a trained singer to sing badly. I think is, for del- to deliberately sing badly is particularly difficult. Yeah. yeah, and I was just wondering that for dancing as well. Probably, um, yeah. But then, and so yeah, then I was, I was wondering and hoping that you could tell me what you have if Jennifer Grey was a trained dancer beforehand. Yeah, I don't know if she had like no experience, but she certainly wasn't at Patrick Swayze's level. Yeah. And he had to like teach her. And that was why it, you know, it felt, it, felt, it always felt like he was in control of the dance sequences. And mm-hmm. she, but, but the progression of her dancing is, it feels really good. And it feel it feels very, it feels quite authentic. It's not like she goes from zero to suddenly being flawlessly amazing years mm-hmm. of practice. She just gets, she gets good enough, you know? Yeah. So good enough know. to do like a week's worth of dancing. Exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. never, you know, she's never actually like, you know, well beating. Yeah. And she probably need a lot of training to do all the dances. She yeah. just can do the moves that they practiced. Yeah. But also they, there were no stunt doubles particularly. Yeah. They did everything themselves, which also, you know, warts and all, which I think also makes it feel that little bit more intimate and real. Where you're not getting these like, oh, we're cutting away and now it's somebody else in a wig, you know, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> which would have just taken away from it a lot. Yeah. So. Now the question on everyone's lips. Uh-huh. Did these two ever get together? In real life? Yeah. No, they did not. In so fact, it's, it's, it's the question after every like movie romance. Where, true, where true, like true. This. Well, they didn't actually get along very well. Did they not? No. I, wow. I, okay. That, they are good actors. They are. Well, sometimes <laughs> I think that is better for like chemistry when you've got a little bit of like tension of like being irritated with each other. Because a lot of time, if you, if you think of famous couples who like star in movies together when they're together, it's usually crap. Mm. Like normally it just feels weird. Mm-hmm. There's exceptions, but like... Have you ever seen a film that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman made together when they were married? I mean, that, they're a weird couple anyway, but that's, <laughs> it's just, the chemistry is non-existent. It's just yeah. flat. So, no, I mean, I don't think they like hated each other. They were always very complimentary after the film was made, but it's been written about a lot that they had a bit of tension. Like they annoyed each I think they'd been on a film together pre- before and hadn't really hit it off and didn't like each other very much. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of came onto this film and it just took them a little bit of time to kind of get working together. So yeah. I think that just kind of, but no, she was actually dating... Uh, Matthew Broderick at the time. All right, and he has a very small. God, blink. he was punching up. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was. <laughs> he has a very small blink and you miss it cameo in the movie. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really easy to miss at the very end of the film in the dance sequence when everybody is, um, when all the old people, st- all the all the guests mm-hmm. stand up and start dancing. Literally just before the end credits, uh, you see some pe- like a, a man, a, a kid in an orange shirt just folding chairs. That's just Matthew Broderick. He was just there just like, you know. <laughs> folding chairs. Yeah, he just. Thought, I'm not going to like be in the movie, but I'm. I'll, he just decided to be in the background so because he was mm. on set that day so yeah yeah was uh patrick swayze with anyone he was married he was married to the same woman for 40 years all oh, right from like the 1970s that's the other thing he they're both way too old for the roles yeah like, it doesn't really <laughs> well, matter but it to, to be fair she she looks way younger than she actually is true she pulls off the, the, the she pulls off better yeah although there's times when i'm like how old are you supposed to be like 
I couldn't. She's supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen, right? I reckon, yeah. And like, she was twenty-seven when the film came out. Yeah, and she looks way younger than twenty-seven. Sure, but I don't think she looks like a sixteen-year-old. But also, no, not quite. I think that's probably a good thing because if she did, this yeah. film would read so much creepier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be so much because he's very much looks like a man in his mid-thirties. He's thirty-five, yeah. and yeah. he looks like a, a man in, who's thirty-five yeah. that's been smoking for twenty years. That yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. God, they are both so attractive in this. They are, yeah. <laughs> they, they are very good looking people. <laughs> yeah. And th- that makes it, yeah, you, you can wave away the fact that they don't, they, is well, he supposed to be like 23 or something? Because he's not. Maybe, but, yeah. yeah. Well, it's never, it's never said, is it? Yeah. Which, which is, you know, the the blessing of the film. Yeah. And so they never they try keep and claim it. what age he is, because then he could just be 35, whatever reason they've implored a 35 year old. That's sure, it. yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love the films where they say the age. Yeah. <laughs> when Tom Holland was supposed to be playing 14 or something, he's like, oh, you do look really young, but not that young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stretch. But... Um, but yeah, like I say, sexual awakening for many a teenage girl. I can see why. I mean, this a lot of this film just feel just like softcore porn for girls. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so much, so many like smoldering looks. And it's like such a classic kind of like, oh, he's kind of tortured, but I can fix him. You know, <laughs> he's sensitive, but he's hard. You know, yeah, yeah. It's all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you had many women? What? Have you had many women? Baby, come on. Tell me, I want to know. No, no. <laughs> Look, you got to understand what it's like, baby. You come from the streets and suddenly you're up here and these women, they are throwing themselves at you and they smell so good and they really take care of themselves. I mean, I never knew women could be like that, you know? And they're so rich, they're so goddamn rich, you think they must know about everything. And they're slipping the room keys in my hands two and three times a day, different women. And so here I think I'm scoring big, right? And for a while you think, hey, they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't care about me, right? That's, that's all right, I understand. You were just using them, that's all. No, no, that's not it. That's the thing, baby. See, it, it wasn't like that. They were using me. So do you want to get another plot summary then? Sure, yeah. I fling it over to me again. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I've already forgotten most of it. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> <laughs> so Dirty Dancing yeah. uh, comes out in 1987, I think. Uh, but it is set in 1963. We open with uh, a little monologue from Jennifer Grey's character. She's called Frances Hausman, but uh, she's obviously better known as Baby. Mm-hmm. She says everyone at this point, she's young enough that everyone calls her Baby and she's young enough that she doesn't really mind. So Baby is her nickname. Mm-hmm. And she's... she older or younger than her sister? Younger. The sister's older, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how old the actresses were, but yeah, she's supposed to be the younger sister. Mm-hmm. That's why she's called Baby. You wouldn't call the older sister Baby. That'd yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's what I was questioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's traveling up with her family. They're like a kind of quite well-to-do Jewish family to a holiday camp in, I think it's called the Catskills. It's quite a well-known holiday camp in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're traveling to this holiday. It's her and her dad, who she completely adores, her mom and her older sister. And her older sister's kind of classic, kind of vain, you know, mm-hmm. girly girl, whereas she's much more kind of smart and bookish. She wants to join the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a bit quieter. <laughs> and I like that there's a... I, lo- I love the bits... Through the through the movie where the old sisters the, the older sister is 
inter- interacting with her. Mm. And the old sister's just really giving it energy, like, I'm the number one. I'm yeah. the best. Well, I think one I'm, of the just, f- I'm just great. Like, you'll never be as good as me. Look at me go up on stage and do this shit song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought she was really funny. And I looked up the actress and she wasn't really in much else after this, but I thought she was super funny, the older sister. Yeah. One of my first big laugh lines in the movie is, I can't remember what Baby says to her, but the big sister just goes, she just gets up the car, slams the door and just goes, butt out, baby. It's <laughs> great. Makes me laugh. Oh my god, look at that! I should have brought those coral shoes. You said it was taking too much. Well, sweetheart, you brought ten pairs. But the coral shoes match that dress. This is not a tragedy. A tragedy is three men trapped in a mine, or police dogs used in Birmingham. Monks burning themselves in protest. Butt out, baby. But this holiday park that they arrive oh, yeah. at, this made me so anxious. So much about this park made me anxious. Anxious. I just thought it was just, it seemed like a nightmare. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they're out of the car in less than 10 minutes and they're already being shoved, like shoved into a dance class. I'd be like, my God, let me breathe. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm not a big fan of like forced fun. Right. And this, this holiday camp feels like very forced fun to mm-hmm. me. But yeah. Obviously they find ways to enjoy it. Yeah. Shagging boys. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, so they arrive at this dance class and they learn that, well, baby learns, she, she goes snooping out on the first night and she learns that uh, the waiters, so this, this holiday park is staffed by, there's all the waiters are like made up of like rich kids, all rich Jewish college boys, basically, all very well to do. And they're kind of, it's kind of, they're, they're instructed to kind of romance all the guests, all the, all the guests, mm-hmm. daughters, all the girls. Mm-hmm. It's kind of even the dogs, the guy says, mm-hmm. which is horrible. Um <laughs> So, yeah, but there's also all the all the waiters are these well-to-do Jewish boys, and it kind of feels like these girls are there to kind of meet a husband in mm-hmm. some ways. Like it's that that is that kind of vibe because mm-hmm. uh, it is the '60s after all, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the the dancers, and they're all kind of non-Jewish, kind of working class, and they're led by Patrick Swayze, who's yeah. a Johnny Castle, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're like they're allowed to dance with the girls, but they're not allowed to romance them. They've got to kind of keep their distance, and mm-hmm. very early on, he gets a dressing down by the the camp. Mm-hmm manager who's like look you can dance with them but i give them everything they want but it stops there so keep your hands to yourself mm-hmm. so we're to kind of imply from this that johnny's got a bit of a reputation around the camp for seducing the girls yeah so yeah and baby is like instantly very attracted to johnny because who wouldn't be it's patrick swayze he, he walks he, <laughs> he looks amazing when he walks in he is at his absolute physical peak in this movie yeah for sure yeah like at that point he could walk into any room and like everyone would stop talking yeah for sure Be like oh my god God. I think his first scene, he walk, He literally walks in, he's got his shades on, he's got his leather jacket slung over his shoulder, he's yeah. got his biceps just bulging. <laughs> his hair like, like sticking up. His hair is sticking up, yeah. It's yeah. just like, yeah. Homina, homina. <laughs> <laughs> and she is understandably very attracted to him. And it's weird that nobody else is looking at him at this point. True, yeah. It's weird. It's like even like Penny, who's like the other girl in the movie, like mm. she's not a love rival for Baby. It's like, because baby says she when she first sees Johnny dancing with Penny, who's the 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 lead female dancer, mm-hmm. she says to somebody like, "Oh, they're a really attractive couple." And the other dancer says, "Oh no, they they're not a couple. They're just friends. They haven't been a couple for like since they were kids, whatever." Mm-hmm. So and it's like, yeah, there's nobody else like. Well, I guess the other well, camp it, it, people. There's like the older the older women who are really into Johnny. It's yeah. interesting because it's 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 setting up a story because she's pregnant. Yes, and that's not a good thing. There's a whole abortion storyline, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. but people make a lot of assumptions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. People make a lot of assumptions that it's Johnny's baby. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny's baby. He's, he's done it. And it's just because they're, they're a dancing couple. So yeah. 
they must be a romantic couple. Sure. And she's the first one to make this mistake. And it just kind of shows us that that mistake can be made. And then we get physically told that like, no, that's not the way it is. So that then we're prepped for when later on in the movie, the dad makes the same mistake and just assumes that Johnny is a really bad guy. Yeah. And that she needs to stay away from him because he just gets random women knocked up. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I think that is another reason why girl, why like a lot of young girls really like are, grab, are drawn to this movie and to this character, not only because he mm. looks the way he looks, but also it's this kind of like, oh, you just don't understand him. You know, mm. he's so sensitive. The parents don't understand that he's, he's a sensitive guy and he's not this gigolo kind of, you mm. know. Um, but I also like that Penny's not like a lover rival. She's just like, you know, a girl in a bad situation. Like yeah. her and her and baby are never like rivals at all. Mm. Like, um, in, in, in fact, they kind of look out for each other, which is yeah. quite sweet. But yeah, so one night in the camp, baby sneaks away from the main part where the guests are and sneaks over to like where the workers stay, like the compound where the workers are. And she sneaks into this, uh, well, she runs into one of the dancers who's inexplicably carrying three giant watermelons. She's <laughs> obviously setting up the yeah. line we quoted at the start. But what's, what's he doing with those watermelons? <laughs> what are they for? Are they like for mixers? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but... Why were they so big? They were enormous. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like he just picked them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at the size of those melons, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, Danny Dyer, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I, I, I was just blown away by how big they were. I've never seen a watermelon that They size. were enormous watermelons. And I, yeah. I, I do love the randomness of that. But yeah. So she helps him carry these watermelons into the dance club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is this like... This kind of dance club that I've never really seen in real life, but seems to exist in <laughs> movies a lot. Where oh, pe- it's the best kind, isn't it? Yeah, everyone's just sexy, sexy dancing, mm-hmm. but like really choreographed, not like yeah. slow dancing or just like <laughs> no one's just like copying off in the corner. Everyone's, everyone's just a really good dancer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wearing fantastic, colorful, free clothing. Oh yeah, considering how poor they're <laughs> supposed to be, they are yeah. like dressed to the nines. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, yeah, the music's great, and it's just like, like that's the kind of party that everyone thinks they're going to throw when they throw a party. Exactly. Yeah, it is this, it is this, this hot party. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and she is again. She sees Johnny, and he's dancing with Penny, and they're both gorgeous, and mm. it's she's just mesmerized. Mm-hmm. But Johnny is annoyed that she's been invited to this party because the guests are not supposed to mix with the dancers. Mm. So he's initially a bit dismissive of her, mm-hmm. and of course she does a clunky opening line to him like, "What are you doing here?" And she says, "I carried a watermelon," and then she's just like, "God damn." but then he kind of takes pity on her and he invites her to dance and then he just spends like a good three minutes just thrusting his groin into her breasts basically Mm -hmm. yeah because there's a bit of a height differential he's he's thrusting so (laughs) high like it is like he's just bouncing the lower part of her boobs with his crotch it's yeah yeah it's a very sexually aggressive dance (laughs) i love the dancing that she does at this point because he's doing like very well choreographed sexy dancey thrusting sure yeah and then she just does a thrust like i don't really know how to describe it but it's just the most robotic unsexy yeah. unflattering thing ever and uh yeah it's hilarious yeah no i love how like i said i love how she tells the story of how she gets better at dancing she doesn't come in as this oh my secret talent is an amazing dancer no she's mm. crap yeah and she's awkward but she's got a little bit of real talent and that's all it takes mm-hmm. your curse she doing here came with me. She's with me. I carried a watermelon. Carried a watermelon. So yeah, she goes to this party. She has a great time. She's instantly super attracted to Johnny. 
And uh, the next day she kind of speaks to Penny briefly, but Penny seems very kind of angry and distracted and kind of something's obviously wrong. And later that night, baby discovers Penny kind of in the hiding in the kitchen, having like a full meltdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's like crying and shivering. And so she goes and tells Johnny and the other guy who's, I don't think gets a name. who's like a cousin. Mm -hmm. He's just like the exposition guy. Mm. There's cousin. Yeah. I'm going to call him Uh, cousin exposition. Basically. Yeah. Cousin exposition's there as well. And cousin (laughs) exposition's just like, she asks cousin exposition, like what's wrong with it with Penny? And, Mm -hmm. and he says, Oh, she's been knocked up. Mm. And she assumes that it's Johnny's baby. The first mm-hmm. of many people to do that, and Johnny gets annoyed, uh, but he goes and rescues Penny. He's obviously very protective of Penny, even though it's not his yeah. kid. And yeah, and they learn that she's pregnant, and it, she's been impregnated by one of the waiters, a guy called Ronnie, mm-hmm. who is also currently kind of flirting with baby's older sister Lisa. Mm-hmm. And he knows about it, but he won't help her out. And she needs money for an abortion, basically, because mm-hmm. it's 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 1963, so abortions are illegal in America. So she she needs to get like a back alley illegal abortion. Yeah, and she can't afford it. And Ronnie's not helping out and none of the other workers can help her out. Mm-hmm. So uh, baby very, I'd say gener- very generously, very generously, sure. Uh, if not a bit weirdly, just uh, goes to her dad and borrows $250, mm-hmm. which he gives her. With, with, without asking for, well, he asks her. He asks what it's for and she says, oh, I can't tell you. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Here's $250. Like, yeah. Well, I guess this is the, supposed to be the turning point in her life where she goes from being this innocent young girl, Daddy's girl yeah. into a woman yeah like he's she's never over, given, over the course of this movie yeah i guess that she's never given her father any reason to doubt yeah. her before she's always been like the, the straight and narrow one yes i bet if lisa came up and the older sister asked for him for 250 pounds he'd be like not again he, he'd be like no yeah he, i don't think he'd trust her <laughs> not after last time exactly yeah because it seems like she yeah he, he just has all such trust in baby so he gives her the money which she then gives to penny for the abortion mm-hmm. but for penny to go and have this abortion she needs to miss a few a few dancers and mm-hmm. they can't afford to do that or they'll lose the job. So yeah. baby then volunteers to step in and cover for Penny as the dancer. So mm-hmm. Johnny reluctantly. I was, I was about to ask, why is she really like bending over backwards sometimes literally just to help this woman that she's never met before? Mm-hmm. And not firstly, it's a very nice thing to do to a woman in need. Yeah. But uh, also Patrick Swayze though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a bit, I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, of course, I'll pay. I'll pay you two hundred fifty dollars so I can spend the next week dancing with Patrick Swayze shirtless. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a saint. Yeah. But I think also, yeah, I think we are supposed to see like she's a very moral person and like she wants to join the Peace Corps and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So I think she's just somebody who naturally does the right thing mm. in these kind of situations. So yeah, so so then Johnny reluctantly agrees to train her, and then uh, basically the next half hour of the movie is just an extended montage of. Uh, dance training mm-hmm. pretty much what it is yeah so they're doing all this dance training we talked about obviously there's lots of really iconic moments in this sequence like the bit where she can't stop laughing and he's kind of rolling his <laughs> eyes there's the, the hungry eyes sequence mm-hmm. and i really liked in the hungry eyes sequence how it's got penny in there as well how the, the three of them are like she's teaching mm. her as well it's it's, it's i, I love i can't really describe it. i love the way it's kind of it's framed yeah i just love the way that scene is shot with the three of them rehearsing together it just looks really great yeah and well, the song is perfect oh yeah because like it's so lit- it's so literal it's very literal yeah hungry yeah. eyes she literally has hungry eyes and she's him. just like staring into his eyes like yeah, I love you. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's great <laughs> uh there's also the outdoor choreo scene of course where they're dancing on the uh on the log oh yeah in which patrick swayze again because he refused to have any stunt doubles did his knee and apparently <laughs> really badly hurt oh. his knee yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they work particularly hard on this lift. This the big finishing piece is mm-hmm. when she jumps into his arms 
and like perfect lift. Yeah. And so that, that's I'd, like the big finish. I'd say it's the two most, most iconic parts of the movie. There's the actual lift itself at the very end. And mm. then there's the lake scene. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. These are, these are the scenes that everyone's at least seen a, a screenshot of if, mm-hmm. not, if not seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So he trains her up. They get to the night of the performance and she does manage to get through the routine but she does make a few mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, including she flubs the lift, mm. which she's very kind of beats herself up over. Mm-hmm. I also like the bit when she like runs into me, she kind of jumps in the wrong direction and then she just starts doing this really awkward fun dance. Yeah. <laughs> just weird fun <laughs> chorus. Like, Phil, Phil, vamp, vamp. Like, just do something. <laughs> but hey, at least it was it was something. like Yeah, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Really, and it adds like, again, if she just was miraculously perfect, this scene would be impressive but boring. But the fact yeah. that she's... She just gets through it just about, which is realistic because she's had like a week's training. Yeah. And also, yeah, it, it makes, it's really, you really want her to do well. You're like, come on, get mm. get the steps. So I love that they don't, like even in practice, they don't show her doing the lift or show them doing the lift uh, flawlessly yeah. ever. Like, no. like they show the start of the training where she's like jumping to like just sort of his chest height, not quite, you know, the the, the height that it, that it needs to be and he's not lifting her to the full height and then in the water like he can never hold her up without falling over and stuff mm. like that so we never see it until the end yeah it's a and, great payoff yeah yeah it's so well done mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so they get through it through the routine and she's really mad at herself but he's you really think the Russos watched this before making Endgame because that's because that's got a lot of payoff too I reckon they must have taken some notes from like this is how you do payoff. Like you really tease some things in, yeah. the, in the in the lead up to it. And then you... you think Dirty Dancing directly influenced uh, Avengers Endgame? Absolutely. Sure. Okay, it's yeah. a theory. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm not. It, it probably did on some <laughs> level. Yeah. But yeah, so she's beating herself up a little bit about not getting the lift right. But he's actually very supportive, and he says, "Look, you did really, really well." And mm. this is this is him because he's been quite hard on her up till now. He's 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 been a little bit critical of her and driven her quite hard. But now he's like, after it's done, he shows his more sensitive side he's like look you did a really good job and Mm. so now she's just like you know the heart is pumping out the chest at this point yeah Uh, but they get back to the camp and penny's back from her abortion but it's been botched Mm. it's been badly done the doctor was apparently not very ethical which is often Mm. it was often a big deal a lot of women died you know in the 60s having Mm. back alley abortions when it was illegal um and she's in she's having a really bad time she's nearly it seems like she's bleeding out she might die herself Mm -hmm. so baby runs to her father conveniently a doctor who is a who is a doctor yeah (laughs) so that makes so she she has to tell him who's apparently a perfect doctor and everything yeah for sure yeah he's a saint but so she has to tell him that this is what she gave she borrowed the money for Mm -hmm. so he comes to the he comes and he saves penny Mm -hmm. but obviously he's furious that baby's got involved with this situation and he blames johnny entirely Mm. for it and he tells her to stay away from them Mm mm-hmm but uh, baby, of course, doesn't listen to this in the slightest, no. and she just immediately sneaks over to him, and then they have sex. Yeah, yeah. Again, I love that there's like no wasted time on this. I reckon her dad probably directly influenced that. Yeah, because like if you're a young woman and your dad says, "No, don't hang around that sexy man over there." Oh like, yeah, I'm going to that sexy man over there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, I love how there's no like tortured back and forth of a should I, shouldn't I, daddy's something yeah. not to. It's like literally one scene is. You are not to see that boy again. Smash cut two. Boom, boom, boom. Like it's just, it's just immediate. Like it's great. She doesn't hesitate for a moment. It's fantastic. So yeah, she, she sleeps with Johnny. Uh, presumably, I guess, loses her virginity to him. Yeah. Mm. Probably. Uh, it's never said out loud, but it's kind of implied. And she, he kind of confesses to her that all these rich women on these holiday camps tr- kind of treat him like a gigolo, like mm. a, a rent boy yeah. kind of thing. They always, he has, because she asks how many he slept with and he says, yeah, I've slept with, a lot of them, but it's not, it doesn't make me feel good. It's they mm. give me diamonds and money and all this kind of stuff. And it, and she says, oh, I get it. You were using them. That's okay. And he says, no, 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 they were using me. Mm. 
and then that's it. She's you know once again the sensitive the sensitive sides come out. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, and she's learned something, which is a big yeah. theme in this. Yeah, absolutely. She's learning more about him and about yeah. herself, and yeah. And there's also kind of a side story here where which kind of it's kind of so, again it's never really said out loud, but basically I think a lot of, if, if a lot of this movie is about like uh, like class and race and all this kind of stuff where the dad is really against baby having any kind of contact with Johnny. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Lisa, the older daughter is having this kind of romance with Robbie. who is an absolute rotter, mm. but he's like a rich Jewish kid. Who, so that, that's okay. Whereas, mm. cause Johnny's like a, a working class, you know, yeah. not Jewish. Like he's, he's, it's like, you know, you stay away from him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Johnny pisses off one of the rich ladies by kind of rejecting her advances at one point, And she gets revenge by, trying to frame him for stealing from the camp yeah yeah he gets accused of he gets accused of stealing from this was the convenient old lady that they got halfway through the film like (laughs) shit we need one extra character to to just like tie a lot of these plots together let's just invent someone yeah very (laughs) much so brand new character she doesn't she barely needs a name or a backstory or anything it's fine she'll steal some purses well she'll she'll see them at this dance which will make them panic a little bit Mm. or she'll not see them it turns out but it's fine. It'll be happily ever after. Yeah, there's just this kleptomaniac old woman who's just going around stealing everybody's purses. But that's like a sapphire film we don't see. That's a side yeah. film. I mean, it, it, the the little bit of explanation they give to it at the end mm. is like, yeah, her and her husband, they've been, <laughs> like, they're wanted in like 10 states or whatever. Yeah. And, like, and, and, you know, they, they've been making thousands every weekend from just going to hotels like this and just stealing lots of wallets and purses. And yeah. it's like, that's great. I like, and they're both what in their eighties. Yeah, I really I want to see, see that. that. Film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of made me think of like the the penguin from the Wallace and Gromit movies. It's like, oh yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just like there's this random character who's just like a, a, a jewel thief or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been a fun movie. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, so she Johnny gets accused of being the thief and he's about to get fired. And so ba- all baby can do is give him an alibi. She's forced to give him an alibi, mm. which is that he couldn't possibly have stolen the purse that night because we were in bed together all night. We were yeah. together all that night. Yeah. So revealing to her dad that like, Oh, I didn't do what you said. If I did the, the right opposite of what you said, but have you yeah. seen him though? Yeah. The dad is furious, understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Johnny actually gets fired anyway, just for sleeping with baby. Cause that's mm-hmm. the, the dancers aren't supposed to interact with yeah. the, uh, with the guests so yeah. doesn't really do and her any good at this point he's like oh you've you've, you've ruined me i'm fired I'll, I'll never work here again and it's like well yes but she did also save you from going to jail for yeah. stealing purses true so true, true. you know yeah she did she I, I, I reckon a little thank you is an order there go on go on she's go, like, yeah give her give, give her a smidge yeah yeah but anyway he has to go and then baby has like a heartfelt confrontation with her father where she says like i'm sorry for lying for you but i'm not sorry for what i did because i was trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. and she kind of tells him that you know he's always taught her to try and treat people well and to do the right thing but he's actually a bit of a bigot himself because he's not treating everybody equally mm. and it, she kind of shames him a little bit and then we get to the final kind of end of season talent show uh where they well the, the sister's doing this horrendous song which is <laughs> one of the funniest parts of the movie i could listen to this song for about eight hours straight. Oh, same, yeah. I mean, it would drive me insane, mm-hmm. but there's just something about it that just feels like it needs to be on repeat. I know what you mean, yeah. It's just the, the droning <laughs> quality of her voice, there's something like quite hypnotic <laughs> about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the sister's doing this awful song, and all the kind of the rich Jewish kids, they're all up on the stage doing their performance, and Baby's not, Baby's not really involved, she's just kind of sitting 
off to one side mm. in the corner, it turns mm. out. <laughs> this is the other thing. I did. This is one of the most famous quotes in movie history. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to go down like this. <laughs> I always thought nobody puts baby in the corner was like, was going to be like the dramatic high point of this movie. Yeah. Cause I assumed that maybe Jennifer Grey's character was supposed to be like this up and coming dancer. Mm. And maybe like, there's going to be an older dancer like Penny, who's trying to like, you know, mm keep her down and like is afraid of her stealing her spot. And I thought it was like, gonna be like so many films. Yeah. Like, like classic, you know, yeah. Like uh, showgirls. Exactly. Like exactly. Black Swan. Exactly. So I thought it was going to be like Patrick Swayze was going to be like, nobody puts baby in the corner and baby's yeah. going to be the star. <laughs> and it's not that at all. Like she's just sitting there. Yeah. It's not even a corner. Yeah. She just sat against a wall. <laughs> and he the, ca- the, There's potentially a pillar behind yeah. her like, sticking out from the wall. That, that's, that's maybe it. And I need to get like a compass point out and do some measurements. I want to, I want to see the angles here. Yeah. Do a bit of ge- geometry on that yeah. room. It is not a bad table in the room. It is a great place to be sitting. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like she was at any point supposed to be involved in the talent show. No. You never see her like, it's not like she's lost no. anything. She's just yeah. like, she's a bit down in the dumps because she's lost her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, she's she's just sat there with her family. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately they're having this talent show and Johnny comes dramatically back in again, again with his glasses and his leather jacket and his... Mm-hmm very low v-neck which yeah. I, couldn't t- I couldn't tell if he was just wearing his leather jacket over his naked torso but i think he is wearing like a deep v or something he is but, yeah because he takes it off and he's he does it. yeah and he's got yeah. his vest on but anyway mm-hmm. he comes in he just strolls straight over and he goes nobody puts baby in the corner mm-hmm. so walks on stage completely interrupts the performance yeah. just which stops like, it dead yeah it's a bit harsh it's rude and yeah. i love how all the-, like the performance is a lot of people it's like everyone from this whole variety show mm. Like they've all got up on stage and they're singing what must be like the anthem of the hotel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like a big tradition to sing this stupid, awful song. It's just yeah. really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he gets up and interrupts that, which would piss off loads of people. But on the other hand, it'd be like, oh, finally. Yeah. Maybe that's what <laughs> they were feeling because I did make me laugh how they all, he literally interrupts the mid song. Yeah. But they all just kind of like go, okay. And they, they just they, like, they all file off stage. They all just file sadly off the stage. Like, yeah. Okay, I guess we're done. Yeah. No one, not even a hotel manager who has yeah. just fired this guy. Not even a hotel manager is like, no, this isn't okay. He's like, you know what? That's a good idea. I'll let, I'll let you have some space. Yeah, exactly. They just let it happen. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so he gives this whole heartfelt speech about how, you know, he was, he always, fi- he always finishes the dance. He's always the last dance of the night but he was told not to do it this time because the boss has fired him mm-hmm. and then he talks about how he met this woman who taught him how to be a better version of himself or some bollocks here. he gives this whole thing mm-hmm. about you know and then he uh yeah he brings baby up on stage mm-hmm. uh, i had the time of my life kicks in yeah the dance begins they do yeah. the whole routine and uh they do the perfect lift of course yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's great mm. it's, it's it's an iconic scene mm. and he's really like i like the bit where like it's they're dancing together and it's very romantic. And then he just like goes off and does a whole solo bit. And she's just, yeah, she just stood, left on stage. O- stood awkward on the stage. Like, ah. yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> but he does bring it back at the end for the lift, of course. Yeah. Which is like the, the money shot. Yeah. Uh, and then I love that all his backup dancers know all the choreography as well. Yeah. And like, they're all know, prepared so for this. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to dance just, just like him, like in, in unison. It's going to look fantastic, but I want half of you to split off, run to the front. I want you to lift baby down off the stage gracefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like his whole like being fired was just a, a long con, so he could go and work out this bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have the dance, and then Baby Daddy forgives Johnny for um, and apologizes for judging him. Mm-hmm. Also, finds out that Robbie's a rotter and kind of gives him a dressing down and takes his money away. From yeah, him. I mean, well, so I was a little confused by this. I, I'm not sure if I missed a bit, but the dad goes up to Johnny and he's like, 
good luck in medical school. Handing you him mean like, Robbie? Like, like Robbie, sorry. Yeah. Good luck in medical school. Handing him a big check or an yeah. envelope full of money or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, why are you funding this guy through medical school? Yeah, I, I wasn't. What's, what's your relationship with him? Is it supposed to be because he's dating the daughter? And like he's like, oh, this is good husband material for my daughter. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. But, but he immediately pulls it back. But, when... like, but like also the daughter had previously... Like the night, like the night before, walked in on him sleeping with somebody else. Yeah, maybe she didn't tell him. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, it 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 is an odd transaction. I wasn't quite sure of it myself, but yeah. I thought, well, e- even if it's even even if like he is perfectly fine, you've known this boy for what a week. Yeah. And you know, presumably your daughter is somewhere into him, but like no one's proposed or anything like that. Mm. You're gonna fund this guy through medical school. <laughs> medical school is very expensive and it's like seven years long or something. And he seems like a wealthy kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't quite sure what this was, but I guess Robbie needed some kind of comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, baby daddy forgives Johnny. Um, and I, I love his um, forgiveness? Forgivable? His apology? Apology? What's the, what's the, what's the singular of for, forgive? Act of forgiveness? I guess. Yeah, conciliatory speech. I don't think there's really a word that you're looking well, for. Well, I love his forgivable. Yeah, to, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not that, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love his forgivable to Johnny. Uh-huh. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really heartfelt and he's just so humble the way he does it. It's like, look, I always know when I'm wrong. Yeah, and when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's yeah, just a really good way to do it. It is, yeah. And then everybody gets up for a big final dance number mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Baby and Johnny have a big climactic kiss and the credits roll. Yeah. And that is the end of Dirty Dancing. Yeah, nice swift ending. It is, yeah, it does. It ends as it should. What happened to Cousin Exposition? I don't think it matters. No. <laughs> I think he was probably one of the yeah, dancers. I, just remember, I don't remember seeing him after the first third of the film. He might be in the choreo. I don't know. Okay. He, he might be one of the dancers, but he doesn't yeah. really get a storyline particularly. No. Maybe him and Penny get together. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no. It's, uh, it was good, wasn't it? It's a good film. It's a good film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got loads of drinking games sure there's a lot you can do with this yeah. one for sure yeah right so the first one i've got is drink for cleavage or nipple cleavage or nipple male or female yeah, either, yeah. yeah there's definitely a lot of both yeah, yeah. absolutely it's a, it's a big theme of this it's it's very pro- yeah like i said there's a reason this film is so many people's you know sexual awakening it's just <laughs> it does get a bit soft quarry in places big time mm-hmm. similarly my first one is drink for pelvic thrusting yep got that's some too. very aggressive pelvic thrusting in this movie mm-hmm um, drink for any kind of dance move that would put a normal person in hospital. Yes. <laughs> did you notice there was one that Penny did at the very start where mm. she basically folds her back in half? Yeah. It was insane. Penny is an amazing dancer. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, some very disturbing. And a lot of, and there were some hospitals, well, I'd say there were some accidents in this movie because it was a lot of, uh, very, you know, physically intense dancing. So mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze had some injuries, I think. Jennifer Grey had some injuries. It's it's a hard one. It's mm-hmm. a really power through it. Um, here's a good one. Drink every time Patrick Swayze's New York accent comes and goes. Because <laughs> he's he's from Patrick Swayze is from Texas. Uh, he's doing a very New York accent at mm-hmm. parts. This way. It really it, it really comes and goes with the breeze though. It's really in and out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, drink whenever baby is really optimistic. Oh yes 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, drink for the word baby. Drink every time someone says oh, baby. Gosh. I mean that that is a that, that's a definitely one. Yeah. Drink for the word daddy. Oh, same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, At least nobody uses the word daddy romantically. No, it's, it is just... That's like, just weird. It is just the two daughters to their father, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it does come through a lot. Yeah. Uh, drink for a foot shot. Okay. This movie is like Quentin Tarantino's wet dream. There's so many, <laughs> like, close-ups on feet. Mm. Dan- especially, like, dancing feet. 
but like in the log scene in in the outdoor mm-hmm. when they're dancing on the log there's lots of just oh, like oh yeah you know, yeah i didn't know that, that. it's very yeah. foot foot fetishy yeah yeah drink whenever anybody is wet oh well, okay um in, in what <laughs> sense harry do you want to clarify that one a little bit or, no, 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 okay. leave that to... <laughs> sure leave that open for interpretation yeah. yeah drink every time baby's mother is essentially dismissed or told to shut up <laughs> this yep. was a really funny run up for me like every time mm-hmm. there's like an, an intense conversation between baby and the father mm-hmm. the mum's like what's going on don't worry about it dear yeah it happens like eight or nine times that poor yep. woman is just like completely sidelined <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i did like it towards the end when the two of them get on stage and uh it's just the parents left behind mm. and the dad gets up and then she gets her one good line which is like sit down dear yeah or, yeah she or, or something like that and she just looks so pleased with herself that she's been assertive and yeah. i'm just like oh my god you've got a line yeah she finally got some got a little moment of power so yeah <laughs> I, I enjoyed that too so, yeah. uh drink for tight clothing oh yes very much so yeah considering i know she's probably not very long pregnant but peggy is pet peggy penny is banging <laughs> she's, she does like she is snatched for the gods like mm-hmm. yeah um yeah very good Drink every time Patrick Swayze puts on or removes sunglasses. Okay. That yeah. happens many a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drink for a cardigan. Drink for a cardigan. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. You notice this whenever, uh, well, it's a lot of the start when she's supposed to be all sort of frumpy before she becomes beautiful. Yeah, she classically blossoms into the dancer, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then when she's kind of considering doing what her dad says, mm-hmm. she puts cardigans back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cardigans are the symbol of like, yeah obedience yeah. Yeah. the cardigan of obedience comes on and off yeah 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 i was just going to put drink for a costume change in general i think they all have some really good costume changes in this movie mm-hmm. like considering the not to be uh callous but considering that penny's like oh I, I, and none of her neither penny nor, nor any of penny's friends are like oh we just can't afford that 250 pounds or 250 dollars so you can get this abortion like mm. sell some dresses you <laughs> you've got the wardrobe of a full theater troupe yeah <laughs> Um, drink for a lift. Drink for a lift. Oh, the lift, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, there, or any kind of lift. Any there's kind a, of lift. There's, there's, a, lot, there's yeah. a few interesting ones. For sure, yeah, yeah. And I do like the montage in the in the, in the lake when the she, he keeps falling over. That's a mm. lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Drink for a out-of-place 80s classic. Oh, I was going to say drink for a great tune. Drink for, drink for a tune is a good one. There's yeah. a lot of music in this, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think my last one is drink for line dancing. Line dancing. Oh, do you mean like when they're merengueing? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit like, like that. Like start. the old people dancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Any more? Uh, drink every time the sister is a stone cold bitch. <laughs> well, she's not a stone cold bitch. Actually, they're quite got quite a sweet relationship, but they definitely have the. There's lots of like snarkiness between the two of them. But then in the end, she re- redeems herself. Like she's really nice to her in the end. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's all. Cool. Bonjour tout le monde, I'm Finn, and every Tuesday I host a podcast called Passport People, in which I talk to people from around the world about the places that matter to them. What is so special about each location? What makes each place tick? Where are they headed? To join us on our round the world trip, talking to a diverse range of fascinating people from an incredible variety of professional and cultural backgrounds, search for Passport People in Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, so do you want to move on to sequels then? I think we should, yeah. I've got three small ones. Okay. Shall I go first? Up to you, yeah. All right. Um, well, the first one I've got, I've not actually written anything for. Okay. Um, though I tried and it turned into what will be my second idea. Okay, so you've got two small ideas. Kind of. Okay. Uh, okay, so, well, the, the idea that I had that um, 
uh, we can maybe do something with is to remake this film as is, mm-hmm. but as a lakeside horror movie. Okay, I got that vibe too. That definitely, yeah, this holiday it's, camp. It's a would... summer camp next to a lake. It just, mm. it it's very itself. Friday the 13th, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I didn't go with that in the end, but that did cross my mind too. This movie as a horror movie would be something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a musical horror movie. Oh, interesting. That could be fun, yeah. Or like just the two things happening side by side with nobody noticing. Mm. Like Patrick Swayze, you know, and Jennifer Grey are having their whole romance and they're not involved in the horror part, mm-hmm. but just like off to the side all these maybe lisa's involved in like this kind of murder she's like the final girl in a murder story yeah that's yeah, why yeah. she's so like snarky all the time she's i was got thinking that robbie's the one doing it robbie is totally the killer yeah yeah absolutely or the or it could be the old kleptomaniacs they could be the killers oh what the the, the old people the old thieves versus. yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah potentially yeah well, that could be a lot of fun yeah um yeah so that's what i was thinking and i was trying to work out like how do i how do, how, how do i write this and so i started doing it and i was thinking like well maybe it could be like a like a you know, because there needs to be more than one one dance couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it to happen, mm. for for the film to actually mean. Oh, because you can't kill anyone off if yeah, because no one left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like in in this in the original, it's just those two and like surrounding family members. Yeah, but like you know, that's a it's way too strong to be like, oh my god, my dad just got murdered. Yeah, um, it's not quite. That's not how those horror movies go. Sure, yeah. Um, so I was like, well, okay, you need to add in loads more dancers probably a dance competition or something like that mm. and that's where i went oh so it's a little it could also be a little bit like drop dead gorgeous where there's a i don't know if you've seen that film but where it's like a dance competition and like somebody's killing off all the competition yeah 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 that's, like, that, that, that's what i was go- that's, that's what i was going for yeah and yeah yeah so the da- the best dancers start like meeting mysterious deaths you know yeah mm-hmm. and like i've kind of I've, I've kind of written that but it's uh i just forgot to put in the horror elements mm-hmm. <laughs> okay because <laughs> it just didn't it didn't need it um okay so your second idea was more of a competitive dance movie but yes. without the serial killer okay yes so at the end of the original i've written this properly now okay at the end of the original the uh, the passion in the dancing it really spoke to all the guests okay many of the guests wrote to hotel manager to express how much they're looking forward to seeing johnny and baby again next year yeah manager previously planning on not rehiring johnny mm-hmm. obviously baby is not a dancer that they've hired before sure but they're like i guess now we have to yeah that was insane mm-hmm now, Neil, I think it was Neil, the manager's grandson. Okay. Was that the one who was like really smarmy and was trying to seduce Baby and was like, yeah. I've got two hotels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that guy. He was the worst. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying that he's in charge now. Cause, sure, yeah. Because why not? He's um, taken over from his uncle's thing, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's had a great idea. Uh-huh. Given that everyone is big fans of Johnny and Baby, why not host a competition for them to win? Ah, uh, okay. What, what, fix it so that they would win? Yeah. Sort of. okay. Yeah. So like at next year's event, rather than just have like, you know, invite lots of people over to the hotel for a week and just have some dancing going on. Like no, now it's a dancing competition. I see. It's going to be dancing every night. It's going to be a knockout tournament and it's going to be winners crowned at the end. So it's a little bit and like, and it'll be Johnny and baby. Okay. So it's a little bit like a uh, strictly ballroom now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he announces in the next newsletter that they'll be hosting a competition. Interest builds, tickets sell out. And roll on to next year, and the competition is looming. Johnny and Baby have been practicing all year, but plenty of competition has arrived. Mm. The hotel has employed many more dancers. Eight pairs of dancers, in fact. Because there's going to be a knockout tournament. So there's four quarterfinals, two semis, and a grand final. Seven Mm. in total, all over the course of a week. Okay. Like, Strictly Come Dancing on acid. (laughs) (laughs) 
of the other dancers, of the original dancers, Penny is back. Okay. Um, with a new man. Oh, so she's now gone from friend to rival. Yes, but maybe friendly rival. Okay, not not like staring daggers at them. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and in another couple, Robbie is back. Oh no, evil Robbie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now he wasn't a dancer last year. Okay. But he's like, nah, I need, I need, I need in on this. So this is him getting revenge. He's spent a year training just to get, just so he could overshadow these people who like humiliated him a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And to be honest, that's pretty much where I've got to. And then I just got distracted with who could the, who the other dancers could be. Okay. And I just listed off some celebrity couples. Sure. Okay. So if you will. <laughs> okay. Now, they are not by any means all in their 20s. Okay, so we're, we're, we're stretching him. <laughs> I think that would be quite difficult casting. Well, the holiday camp is all ages, so you could have couples from all ages. Exactly. And like, if you look at like Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, like, you, you, need absolutely... a, you need a mix. You need a yeah. variety. Maybe yeah. it's not just for the people working. Maybe it's like a, a, a competition that's open to guests as well. Sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I was thinking uh, some celebrity couples here. You could have Kate Winslet mm-hmm. and Billy Zane. Interesting. Competing he was... against Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Billy Zane was almost cast in this movie. Really? He was originally intended to play the Patrick Swayze role, but he wasn't a good enough dancer. So. He's not a good enough looker either. Wouldn't have worked, no. Mm. Uh, it, I think he just reads creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He works so well in Titanic. He works well as a villain, but yeah, yeah I agree. Would have been weird, but that, yeah. that that's a film that could have been. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I've also got uh, Brad and Angelina. Mm-hmm. Against John Travolta, Livy Newton John. Oh, okay. Wow. Bringing back the oldies. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, an interesting pairing here Tobe Maguire, Kirsten Dunst uh-huh. against Tom Holland and Zendaya. Okay. I mean, I, th- I think we all know who's going to win that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, although maybe they'll surprise you. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mm-hmm. Two more couples here Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone mm-hmm. versus Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, wow. They, they'd re- those couples would really be like in it to win it. Like, yeah. I had the target. You know? <laughs> they'd be very intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just one more, just to just to round it off with a bit of fun. Renee Zellweger, Colin Firth against Hugh Grant, Julia Roberts. Okay. Well, this is, this is an expensive movie. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. And, and, and so all of these couples are going to compete. Are, they, are these all like... Some of these actors are only going to be making cameos because they're going to be like knocked out very quickly. Probably, yeah. Okay, that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, I'd like to see that actually. You often see these like big ensemble movies, and they're all just either little short stories that don't really interact, or the. I mean, maybe this could be like a charity event or something. Yeah, and that's what this whole film is. It's just it's it's one big it's one big charity event. Yeah, and so they managed to get all these actors to just come in voluntarily. It's for the, it's for the children. Or sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that. I don't know. I know. I I, I would. I would love to see that. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Classic um, classic movie couples competing in a dance off. What could be better than that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's idea two. Okay. I didn't think of any decent names for these. Okay. So I've got Dan- Dirty Dancing 2 Dance Competition. Wow. That's inspired, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> I can see the poster now. And then the last idea I had was uh, what, what would happen if this film was made in the present day? Okay. Like, Potentially a remake, but mm-hmm. you know, present day with sort of more updated themes. Mm-hmm. So it's the same hotel every year. They host a week long festival that features plenty of ballroom dancing and stuff like that. And the dancers are always the same looking people as always. But this year, one of the families that has arrived, say, at the hotel are all black. Okay. So notice there was a distinct lack of color in this film. There's one guy who's like a conductor, the, the entertainer, yeah. And then there's some background dancers in the party who yeah. i assume must like work in the kitchen or something yeah yeah you're right it's this is a, not a particularly diverse cast no not at all and so yeah with the crowd that stay at the hotel having some some black people as equals i say mm-hmm. in quotes 
on their on their holiday, it turns a few heads. Okay. You know. Why is this still set in the sixties? Could be. So like, because because so it, but, it's, but, there might be but, some people but, who still have a problem with it, it. It could be, but also, would this still be a thing now? Do you think? Well, it depends where you. I'm, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist anymore, but I mean, in the '60s, you would probably well, still have you, a lot more going segregation. Going to, go, go, go to a fancy upper class hotel. I oh, could, sure, I, maybe I, yeah. I, I could still see it as an absolute whitewashed crowd of. Oh, guests. for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm yeah, making but, yeah. some assumptions there, but anyway. So yeah, it's two parents and a daughter. I've actually cast uh, cast this as well. Is this Will Smith. No, no. <laughs> I, I've, I've only cast the daughter. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm not casting the Smiths. Okay. Do you know how is it Hal Bailey? Um, she's going to be the new Little Mermaid. Oh yes, I've seen a I've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen her in anything beforehand. She, yeah, she's not she's not been in, lo- in loads of things. I think okay. Little, Little Mermaid's probably going to be her breakout role, but uh, yeah, I've wanted to cast someone who wasn't Zendaya for once. Sure, makes sense. And uh, yeah, she only wants to rebel from her parents. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, so how old is this girl? Sorry, early twenties. Oh, okay. Or okay. or late teens or something, you know. Okay, sure. So, so about the age of Jennifer Grey in this movie. Yeah. Sure, okay. Yeah. yeah, she wants to rebel from her parents and join the dances with their wild fancy parties with watermelons. Mm. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, that's pretty much where I've got to, but I also cast a Patrick Swayze role as uh, Joe Keery. Oh, from Stranger Things. And other things, yeah. So that's the romance. Okay, yes. I can see him. I mean, so, he's not really got that Patrick Swayze-like buffness to him but it's a different kind of dancer you know, a bit more a bit more a lean bit. yeah but yes yeah, so i was thinking that because in the first one the controversy is is that she's not an employed dancer yeah and he's dancing with her and mm-hmm. that's all you know hush hush you can't we can't talk about it and it's a big sort of shock to the hotel when 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 that comes out at the end mm-hmm. in this one it could be more of a oh he's dancing with uh with, with, with a person of color uh-huh oh how do we feel this this isn't okay but why isn't this okay how do we feel oh, about I see. This? so we... it's so it's not like the it's not like the black family are banned from dancing. It's just like, this is a very traditionally white thing. So people mm. are like, it's more like under the surface kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no written rules that are being broken. But th- they can tell that there's tension. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that could be interesting. That'd be good. Yeah. 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 So that was And that. then they have a romance. Maybe he's got like a really, is he one of the really rich, super rich people, Joel Keery then? Does he have like super rich parents or is he one of the staff? Oh, I was thinking he was one of the dancers. Okay. Sure. I was thinking that it's pretty much just a remake, but she's black instead okay great okay <laughs> to make it simple sure fair enough i'm just wondering like how you could play that then so maybe it's that maybe it could be that yeah so she's from a very wealthy family then mm-hmm. maybe and maybe her parents don't approve of her dating a white boy mm-hmm. yeah that could, that could work i'm sure if they did remake it today they would try and make it more diverse that mm-hmm. tends to be something people try to do which is yeah. good so great probably, probably end up being a netflix series or something. Probably, they they yeah this. they made a prequel to this called havana nights which i think oh, is yeah. very loosely I read, I read the description. I was like, how is this related? <laughs> it feels like they just made a film and then just slapped Dirty Dancing 2 on it to try and make some money. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's like in any way related. No. And then they've, I think they've made some like TV remakes that haven't really been particularly well received, but mm. I'm sure there'll be another one before too, too long. So. You've got to wonder, like, what makes it a prequel if it's not actually got any connection or characters or anything from the original? Oh, see, I need to make you watch Troll 2 someday. <laughs> Troll 2 is like a famously awful horror movie that doesn't even have a troll in it, but it's just, they just called it Troll 2 because there was another movie called Troll that made a little bit of money and so they just slapped Troll 2 on it and it's completely unrelated and it's one of the (laughs) maddest films you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. One day. Sadly, not fit for this podcast. It's literally the opposite of what we do, but uh, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll force you to watch it one day. Mm -hmm. Anyway. No, very good. Any more? Or is that you done? No, I'm done. Cool. I've just got the one this week. It's of middling size. It does have a title though. Uh, It's called Dirty Dancing 2, Baby's Wonderful Life. Ah, okay. And I thought this... 
it's not a remake of a wonderful life it's a wonderful life but it's kind of i was just kind of thinking that baby in the original movie is such like a almost saintly character like mm-hmm. she always does the right thing she's got such a good moral compass and she like really helps people out mm-hmm. you know so i was thinking you could kind of go forward in time a little bit and kind of see how she's had a positive impact on the lives of the people she touched and then also mm-hmm. catch up with her a little bit because obviously sadly patrick swayze passed away about 10 years ago now a Something while ago new. yeah uh so he obviously couldn't be in a sequel if it was made mm-hmm. so i thought rather than like try and write around that let's kind of write into it mm-hmm. so i'm thinking baby and johnny they had that great summer romance but like many great summer romances it didn't last forever mm-hmm. it, it was just a summer fling you know she, she's very young she went to college life moved on they broke up yeah you know she didn't see him again 30 years have passed she's now an adult you know she's in her 50s whatever uh, and she's a successful, the successful head of like a nonprofit organization or something. Like she's, mm. she's a businesswoman, but she's also doing what she said she'd do, which is, you know, doing good things in the world. So mm-hmm. she's, she's turned out well, but maybe she's like divorced and she's a little bit at a crossroads in her life and she's feeling a little bit, you know, at a, at a crossroads. I don't know. Uh, but one, anyway, one day she's watching TV and who should she see on the being interviewed, but Penny. Okay. Uh, Penny is now the founder of a hugely successful nationwide uh, accessible dance class franchise, which kind of specializes in helping people from like working class backgrounds to get into the dance, into dance schools. It's like subsidized Mm -hmm. dance lessons. And it's just, it's like a sensation. It's all over America. She's made loads of money from it. She's become Mm -hmm. a real, a real success story, just like baby has. Mm -hmm. And, but she's not on TV necessarily to talk about her dance classes. She's actually on TV to support a campaign to protect abortion rights for women. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in America, the issue of abortion rights is very fragile. It goes back and forth all the time. Mm. People are still trying to get abortion banned again in America. In some states recently, it has been essentially banned again, which is really bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe Penny's on like a talk show to kind of run a campaign to talk about why abortion rights for women are really important to her. I'm thinking like, cause she's like a celebrity. She's created this dance class and she's like the face of it. So she's like yeah. a well-known celebrity. That's why her voice in this is kind of important. And she's for the first time ever, she's revealing to, to the nation to the media that she actually had an abortion when she was a a younger woman Mm -hmm. and she talks about it she says you know i could never have been able to achieve all the things i've achieved in my life if i hadn't been able to do that and have that freedom to make that decision at that time Mm -hmm. and she says it was only thanks to the support of some wonderful friends that i met at the time Mm -hmm. and baby's watching this and she hasn't seen penny in 30 years but she's very touched Mm. to hear that penny's like made this great success and that she kind of credits her for helping her to achieve that kind of thing so because they're both in the same city, uh, she calls Penny up and they kind of get back, get together for some drinks and kind of catch up again for the first time in like three decades. Yeah. So they're having drinks and they're reminiscing and baby obviously asks Penny if she stayed in such with Johnny and uh, Penny's like, oh, you didn't hear. And she kind of breaks it to baby that Johnny actually died several years ago. Mm-hmm. And baby's very shocked by this news, but Penny kind of assures her that you know he, he lived a good life and he got married and he had a son and you know, he, he, he was okay until he got sick mm-hmm. and Penny gives baby the number of Johnny's widow and says, you know, if you want to get in touch, it's been a while. I'm sure she wouldn't mind hearing from you. You know, yeah. he always spoke very highly of you. So baby kind of can't get this out of her mind. And so she does indeed get in touch with Johnny's widow and goes to visit her. And the woman kind of is very warm to her and like, you know, welcomes her and says, you know, Johnny always spoke very kindly, about, very positively about you and you know mm-hmm. what an important person you were in his life, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, she says like those days in the Catskills were some of the best days of his life and he was really happy and, you know, shaped who he was and all this stuff. Uh, but she does say that he has this teenage son that he's left behind now who's maybe about 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And he's not really handling his father's death very well and he's been acting out and he's maybe been running with a bad crowd kind of thing. And 
and Johnny's widow kind of confesses that she's a bit worried about him. And he's called Johnny Jr. Just for, just for <laughs> convenience, you know. So this, she's worried about Johnny Jr. Very inspiring again. Very inspiring name, mm. yeah. But it makes it easier, you know. So Baby offers to help. Because mm-hmm. actually it turns out that Lisa, the, the older sister, mm. now runs that holiday camp. Right. She's taken it over and now she runs the holiday camp. So she's like, well, maybe I can get Johnny Jr. a job at the holiday camp and it will give him something to do for the summer, like mm-hmm. a summer job. Help him, help give him something to do and maybe we can get him back on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. So the son, Johnny Jr., reluctantly agrees. He goes, takes this summer job at the camp and baby goes to to stay for the summer to kind of stay with her sister and to hang out. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny Jr. has got this job as a waiter at the holiday camp. Uh, but Baby also encourages him to sign up for the talent show, which is still running to this day, at yeah. the annual talent show. Uh, he, hasn't, he doesn't have any dance training, but she just really believes that he must have like some of his father's natural gift. She really mm-hmm. believes she can bring that out of him. Uh, so basically what I'm building to here is that it's going to be a role reversal of the first movie where she offers to train Johnny Jr. Because mm-hmm. now she's the, uh, the older one and she's got the experience. So she trains him for this talent show mm. and they so they train she, she teaches him how to dance and as she predicted he's got a lot of natural rhythm even though he's very raw and un, untrained but he's definitely got talent and she's helping him and it really brings him you know helps him to process his dad's death and they get very close and yeah he talks about how he never really knew his dad as well as he wanted to and he feels bad that he died before they could get close and all this kind of stuff and he's had all his ups and downs since uh yeah and, and like maybe there's like he's a bit of a live wire. So maybe like there's some ups and downs and he doesn't necessarily take, he argues with his bosses and gets into some fights, but she really brings something good out of him. Mm-hmm. And in doing so in helping him, she's also like rediscovering her own love of dance. And she's starting to feel like young again and like passionate again. And like, mm-hmm. so it's really make, bringing something out in her as well. And so together they're training and getting ready for this talent show, but, and maybe he gets his feelings for a bit mixed up and like makes a pass at her, mm-hmm. but she kind of, gently rejects him she's like no 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 I, I, i'm your ex your dad's ex-girlfriend that's too weird and also i'm old enough to be your mother and no it's, it's not appropriate mm. she's tempted because he looks like patrick swayze so he's pretty <laughs> hot but she she does the right thing as as baby always does and yeah. she gently lets him down but he's very embarrassed by this rejection he, he takes it very badly and he kind of storms off and he pulls out the show he, just, he, he says I'm, I'm not going to dance then and he, he he pulls out the show at the last minute mm. and so the big night arrives and it's talent show night and Johnny Jr. is still there, but he's just working the tables. He's just being a waiter in the shadows. And the, the, the talent contest's going on. It's in full swing. And then Baby, of course, is going to walk in in a fabulous kind of silver dress or something. Mm-hmm. Big 80s hair. She's going to walk in, walk up to Johnny Jr. and goes like something like, no one puts Johnny Jr. in the corner. <laughs> you know, again, I'm just role reversing it, role reversing it. With that, with that delivery as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No one puts jo- Johnny in the corner. No one puts Johnny... Junior, Junior in the, in the corner. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awkward, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> uh, and she drags him up on stage and starts giving this whole speech about how there used to be this guy called Johnny who worked here and he changed her life and all mm-hmm. stuff. Meanwhile, Lisa, who runs the camp, is like in the is just fuming in the background, like you keep making this all about you because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know there's a whole talent show that she's just blithely interrupting. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, she pulls Johnny Junior on stage, makes this whole speech about how the hol- holiday camp changed her life and how this gives like a big tribute to Johnny. And this could be like the film, like paying tribute to Patrick Swayze, you know, mm-hmm. giving a bit of a shout out to him. And uh, yeah, it ends with them doing the, maybe a modern version of the time of your life dance. And uh, mm-hmm. they don't kiss at the end, but they they have the big dance. That, that Black Eyed Peas remix. Oh God, it would be, wouldn't yeah. it? Oh dear. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they do the dance and yeah, happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that is uh, Daisy Dancing to Baby's Wonderful Life. 
nice. Yeah, I just yeah. felt like a, a catch up with with Baby, also a bit of a role reversal, but also acknowledging that Patrick Swayze isn't there. So mm. make working him in without just trying to raise like recast him or like CGI or anything cringy like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. Cool, great. Shall we move on to listener submissions then? Yes. Cool. Just a handful this week. I didn't have a lot of time to wait for people to respond because we we're doing we're doubling our episodes at the moment because we're trying to hit a bit of a deadline before we finish. It's a bit of a bit of a immovable deadline being the birth of a child so yeah. uh, immovable but also not set in stone like, yeah as, as, as to when it's going to be i mean we don't know when but we know when it happens it's going to be very hard to record we don't know so. when but we know it will but no yes yeah, so we are doubling up at the moment so some of our listener submissions might be a bit thin on the ground just because we don't really have as much time to mm-hmm. question people but here we have a few at mikkel cerny m-i-k-k-e-l-s-e-r-n-i-e at mikkel cerny said pick up the story in the 80s the resort is closing for good and having a last hurrah reunion for the long-time vacationers and staff. Baby hasn't been back since that fateful summer. She's now married with kids of her own, but she's reluctant to go back though. Because if she does, she might see him. <laughs> so again, I guess it's kind of goes back to the camp after a few years and maybe Johnny's still working there. Maybe he's mm-hmm. still there as the, the, the head dancer. Yeah. Do they reconnect or not? Who knows? Who can say? So that's a, that's one idea. Uh, Travis Owning said, Dirty Dancing dollar sign so like the dollar sign would be the s like dirty dancings oh yeah or maybe dirty dollar sign dancing again mm-hmm. i think it's just saying like yeah it's a cash in and also got yeah, it modern modern tagline yeah dirty dancing dollars uh, adam capitano said clean dancing i think that'd be a very very beige movie i think mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> maybe it's like a post-covid movie nobody's allowed to touch so it's it's very like you know keep your distance oh yeah yeah, yeah. masks on you know and finally derek martz gave a bit of a lengthy one as well it, it's the early 90s. Baby now owns and or runs Kellerman's holiday camp. She's having a hard time moving on from losing Johnny to an early death. Meanwhile, a young female guest finds herself falling for a dance instructor, Baby's daughter. Nice. So Baby's like daughter is now probably working there as well, who I guess is a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Derek has suggested that uh, Baby's daughter is, called, is nicknamed Mega Baby. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like a Transformer, Mega Baby activated. <laughs> Baby supports the young couple, but the guest's parents are homophobic and make it a whole thing. Eventually, Mega Baby and her girlfriend make history by being the first same-sex couple to compete in a dance contest in the Catskills. <laughs> nice. Oh, that could work, yeah. So it's a, yeah, a, a same-sex romance meets Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. That could be a very modern way of doing it. Cool. So thank you, everybody, for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you so wish. It really helps us to stay up in the rankings. And Harry, mm-hmm. next week, it's bouncing back to me, I believe. Yes, and I do also believe, John, that this is your last free pick. It is. Because this was my last free pick. Okay, well... Before we go on, because... Listeners, we're going, to, we're going to do a little Christmas season. We'll we'll let you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a little Christmas season, and then we're very close to the end. Pretty much, yeah. Well, if this is my last pick, then I am being incredibly noble because yeah. I'm actually sacrificing my last pick. Oh, because we. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to say that if this was going to be a guest guest letter. Well, basically, we got a lovely email uh, yeah. this week from a long time listener who obviously heard that we're wrapping it up soon. A lovely lady named Kate who just wrote a really heartwarming email about how much she enjoys the show and how mm-hmm. she's, you know, how much it's brought all this happiness. So I, I was 
we were both very touched by that. And she did suggest a film that's actually been something I've considered for a while. So it's not like a big sacrifice to do it at all. Mm-hmm. She suggested a film called Last Action Hero, ah, which see, I think will be a lot of fun. See, when I read that, I, I, I considered it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think this will be a lot of fun. I was wanting to do another Schwarzenegger before we ended because he's yeah. always a good time. Yeah. Have you seen it? Um, not sure. Cool. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Okay, that's a stupid question for you, as if you'd remember. Well, <laughs> well, whether or not you have. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Who yeah, knows? Find not out me. next week, possibly, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if it has come back to you. <laughs> so, yeah, listeners, join us next week. And thank you very much, Kate, for your lovely email and your great suggestion. And join us next week for Last Action Hero. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, everybody. And yeah. see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Nobody puts baby in a corner.